Welcome to Mommy Logins, the place where motherhood and theology intersect. I'm Diane, and my friend Sarah and I meet each episode to talk about motherhood and theology. We're moms, wives, and lovers of Jesus. So welcome other mothers and friends who love to study God, because anyone who studies God is a theologian. Let's grow in our motherhood while taking a deeper dive into theology to become Mommy Logins together. Now let's jump into the show. Hello, and welcome back to Mommy Logins, the intersection of mommy and theology. Mommy Logins. <laughs> Did you like that? I used the word intersection. I, I like that. I yes. felt like that sounded very podcasty. <laughs> so it's been a couple weeks, and we're back, and um, I have been doing Lent. Did you decide if you were going to do anything for Lent or not? So I was going to. I was like, yeah, I'll do sugar. And then oh, our last conversation. Sugar, that's I, the hardest. <laughs> right? I know. Um, so from our last conversation, when you said the date, I thought I still had a week. So like, I was into Saturday of Lent before I realized, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this already. That's okay. And you can still jump I, in. Yeah, I tried kind of. I've I've just more been saying, okay, I'm gonna really just watch my sugar content. I told my kids, I said, we're done with sugar, and they all freaked out. <laughs> they all got super scared. They're like, what? No! And so, really, I'm not counting the sugar. I'm just trying to stay away from sugary desserts and sugary drinks and all of that kind of like bonus stuff okay but if sugar is in fruit i'm not gonna not no no you know that doesn't yes you should have fruit so that's what i'm trying to do so we we're you know we go to karate and there's um a little candy stand and i don't really ever get anything but i'm saying no to them as well i'm saying nope we're no we're not getting extra we don't need to have candy right so that's what we've been doing or I've been doing. Well, way to so, go. And, Getting in there. Yeah. It's kind of nice because my Fitbit app has a little guided program that lasts for a week where you can say you want to cut out sugary desserts or sugary drinks or oh, sugary nice. whatever. And so it helps keep me on track. So, You know, in the past, I have given up just cookies because I love cookies. I think I have a cookie a day and I'm not kidding. Like I love to bake cookies. I love to eat cookies. I love everything about cookies. And so in the past I've given up cookies and then I've also given up chocolate in the past, but never like the whole category of sweets. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe I bit off more than I can do. Actually, I, uh, I know I sent you a podcast on Lent, but I don't know Um, If this was where she said it or not, but she was saying she kind of talked about giving up sugar as something that is easy to do. I'm like, oh, no, no. Speak for yourself. No, they have like a whole thing where they do like there's whole communities that do sugar, like sugar fast for and detoxes for Lent. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a thing. Oh, I, I, I bet. I don't doubt that. I mean. We don't realize how much sugar is in all of our food and how much our, you know, when we give it up, how much our body 
wants to have it because it's an addictive substance. It's very. So I have been, this kind of goes along with watching what we eat. And this is going to go along with my mommy moment because I have been incredibly diligent with using two different apps that um, I'm excited about. I use my, I have a scale that has an app. And so hmm. I weigh myself at the same time every day, which they say I am just like very, um, it's my personality. Like I know some people, it does not help them, but it really helps motivate me to weigh myself every day and it puts it on the app and then I like get to watch the trends over time. And so yeah. that's very fun for me. And yeah. then I got this app called Chronometer. And I heard about it on a PCOS uh, podcast because there were these ladies that were talking about how to, they're nutritionists and uh, ways that you can, um, I don't think you can really ever treat PCOS, but like improve your PCOS symptoms through nutrition. Oh. And they were like, well, you can come and see us, but we're just going to have you log your food for a while and you can do it free on this app. So I thought, well, I'm not ever going to go see these ladies, but I'll do it for free on the app. And so I got this app and it's so intriguing. I like weigh all of my food out and put it in. And I've been doing this for several months. And my favorite part about it is that it shows you where you're missing on different vitamins. Oh, so nice. like I kind of what like originally... Well, part of it, I like that it syncs up with my Apple Watch, and then it tells me, like, I have a goal of how many calories I want to be, like, in deficit for how many I've burned. And so my exercise links up, like, in real time and tells me how many, like, calories I need to, um, like, I have left in the day to be able to meet my goal. So okay. that's really nice. And then I think it's so interesting because I didn't know that I wasn't getting enough magnesium, and then oh, I started yeah. taking a magnesium supplement to because I was like, I'm not getting this in my diet. I'm just not getting there. And I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> and so then it's also got like, I'm going to start a calcium supplement because I'm like, I am drastically missing calcium. But my other things, oh. I'm doing pretty good. Well, that's good. So I have oh. been really into logging my food lately. And... um just all that goes into that. But I've I've met some of my goals, so that's super fun. Really good. And I encouraging. want to get better at logging my food. I used to do it before Kurt and I were married, and it was so time-consuming for me. But now, like, 11 years have passed. So the app or the the website or whatever it is. I think I would, it's probably actually both at this point. Yes, it's an app has, and a website. Or do you have one that you use? No, I do have one that I that I use. And I don't remember the name of it. But actually, I think it, it must filter into Fitbit and other things. Because I can type things in on Fitbit. And it pulls things up. Like it knows exactly what I'm talking about. So this database has been obviously filling up for yes. the last 11 years. And, uh, yeah, so it's been a lot easier. And so now that it's easier and not super time and like mind time consuming yes. for me, it's it, I, I want to do it. I started when I first got my Fitbit and then I didn't really stick with it. And I want to track my water too. Cause I'm, I'm sure I don't drink enough water. 
but especially not in the morning when I wake up. I drink a lot of water at night before I go to bed. Oh, you're crazy. I know. And in the (laughs) midday, but when I wake up, I don't, that's not what I do right away. And I need to start doing that. I drink a lot of water all day. I'm a water drinker. Yeah. Well, it's, that is, I have a cup of coffee a day usually decaf and then oh. usually it's water the rest of the day yeah look at you i drink my my cup of my cup or two of tea every day <laughs> <laughs> and i i drink the fully caffeinated kind yeah yeah when i was pregnant with benjamin i had an aversion to the smell of coffee he's the only one that i had that and so uh, when that passed, I figured I've already gone through the literal headache of coming down oh, yeah. off of caffeine. Yeah. And so uh, why do that to myself again? So I just True. stuck with decaf. Well, good for you. Yeah. It's kind of like in college when I stopped washing my hair every day. And <laughs> <laughs> once I got past the grossness, now my hair is just used to it. And it I don't have to. I don't have any problem with not washing my hair daily. Yeah. Your body gets used yeah, to things. It does. Um, yeah, this chronometer app, it's really cool because you can just type in, like, you can scan the barcode of whatever food it is, and then you just put in the weight that you've eaten. Oh, yeah. Okay. So then you don't have to, like, enter in the all the, uh, what is it, the nutrition label? You just scan it yeah. and it pulls it up or like they suggest that there's one that's like a national database. So if you're eating like almonds, you pull up the national database instead of whatever um, brand. brand you're doing. And then that gives you much more accurate uh, lists, like account of your nutrients that you're getting. Oh, that's cool. So I found it very interesting. So uh, dear listener, it is chronometer, C-R-O-N... Oh, man. O. No, C-R-O-N-O-M-E-T-E-R. Sorry, I was trying to pull it up to make sure it was right. Chronometer. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. So that's one of my... Well, how does that fit into your mommy moment? Well, I've been taking care of myself. I feel like that's... Oh, yourself. Okay. That's part of my mommy moment. It's not with my kids. It's just taking care of myself. Good for you. Self-care. Yeah. It's important. I do have another, I have another one or two. Um, (laughs) I have to get it out because it's so stinking cute. Wyatt today, John went into his room and was like shutting the door and wasn't really wanting Wyatt in. And Wyatt was at the door yelling, I love you, John. I love you, John. (laughs) He was like, bye. I love you, John. It was so sweet. He loves Aww. he loves his brother John and John loves him. That's so nice. So that's been fun. And Wyatt's been saying I love you a lot more. But he doesn't say I mean we know he's saying I love you, but right. I think a normal listener cuz it's like I love you. No, it's like like I love you. Like it isn't a clear. It's not a it's not a clear you either. And he's also super enthusiastic to pray. And so he'll yell come Jesus! <laughs> and it's like this really like like growly way he says Jesus. So he's like, come, Jesus! <laughs> and then uh, we get to the, because we do Russ's prayer, like Russ's family prayer at lunch. And so he's like, come, Jesus! And then it goes and he's like, amen! 
<laughs> so. Oh, that's cute. It's pretty fun. And then it was John's birthday yesterday. Yeah. And so we got to celebrate John, and he's six, and... Um, I think John and I both get all the feels whenever it's big, like, milestones. Because the week before, he was extra snuggly, and he's just been giving me so many more hugs than normal, and I'm just loving it. And he is, like, yeah, super extra snuggly, and very much, like, reflecting on his year five of his life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I know for Lent, you gave up Facebook. And that's what I was going to say when I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say on Sundays, you get to have a feast day. And so Lent is actually not, it's 40 days, but it starts on Ash Wednesday and there's 46 days until Easter because Sundays are feast days and you can partake in whatever you were fasting from fasting for from Lent. Okay, yeah, so I saw John's pictures. You posted pictures of his birthday on yesterday. Yes, and so he was so cheery, and he had his little Zoom birthday parties, and he, like, he's just a great party planner, and we had all of these games we did, and we got them, uh, our friends, bags ahead of time, so they had the games, and they had party favors, and they had cake in a cup, so that they could eat their cake oh, with him at the same time. It was so cute. And they had candles that he provided so they could blow his candle out with him. Oh, that's so sweet. That so, is so sweet. He did a great job with his parties and thinking of his friends. Cool. Okay, that's all of them. Okay. What What are your mommy moment? What's your mommy moment or moments? Um. Well... I guess we were chatting a little bit. I'm. I feel like if you were to go back and listen to all of our podcasts, I am often saying I'm sorting through clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. I'm just going through more clothing, trying to get rid of some, put some away for Benjamin when he's older, and just going through that. Do you a tiring experience? Do you feel sentimental when you go through clothes? Oh, I'm terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. I'm getting better at saying this just needed to serve a purpose. But there are some where I'm like, nope, I really like this. And I want somebody to wear it in the future that I personally know. And so I'll, I'll set it aside usually for Benjamin now. And then my, um, my sister-in-law, my brother and sister-in-law, Kurt's brother's his family they just had another baby boy and so now i have a bunch of little baby clothes that i'm like okay i can give this yeah little baby and then and i love that i love seeing my nieces and nephews wear the clothes that i've handed down to them yeah i just love it so yeah i hate it's an exhausting time for me it's exhausting i agree it's like emotionally and physically exhausting like it's just tiring (laughs) to go through it all and then you're like Oh, but I loved this one. How can I, I give it up? Yeah. I did better with Wyatt because there were some of them that I was like, meh, didn't really like that one anyway. We'll just move it along. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But there's some that I'm like, oh, I do like this one. I'm going to have a hard time when he grows out of his rompers. I have like four rompers that I've been rotating him in and they're like his little signature that he's lived in. 
Aww. Yeah. When it's time to say goodbye to those rompers, it'll be a sad day. It'll be hard, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it does take a lot out of you emotionally. Plus, you were saying you just have a lot. I mean, yeah, there's just well, a lot. Well, yeah. We have a million people in our house. Yeah. Not really, but six six kids. and I mean, with Benjamin being a baby, he's going through clothes so fast right True. now until, you know. I can't find... Oh, this is frustrating. If people want to pray for me, they can. Because <laughs> I can't find... My 18-month boy clothes bin. Oh, no. Boy clothes bin. I'm like, where is this? Benjamin needs these clothes. Oh, no. I can't find it. Like, we have everything stored in the basement. We do actually have an off-site a storage unit that's actually fairly empty, but I'll, there's only a lot of girl clothes there, like the baby girl clothes, and in case we have another baby girl. <laughs> so... I'm just like, oh no, I cannot find this. And I searched the basement. Kurt searched the basement. Did it make its way to the storage unit, maybe? I went there oh. and I looked and I was like, unless there unless we got confused and there are girl clothes on top of boy clothes that are 18 months, then then that's possible. Cause I swear there were like two 18 month bins, and I'm like, one of these has to be boys. But I opened it twice and it was all girls. And I'm like, well, maybe start digging. (laughs) I found the two T-boy clothes there. So I brought those home just for now. But none of them are are summer clothes because my boys have all been born. So Benjamin is September. So he'll be going through the summer 18 month clothes. And Judah was October and Asher was November. So all of them have gone through 18-month clothes in the summer. So I need my summer, like spring-summer clothes for Benjamin, and I can't find them. Well, maybe you have some gender-neutral in the girls' bin. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Shorts. Nobody knows. Oh, denim shorts. That goes either way. Absolutely. There's no gender to denim shorts. Well, and maybe unless though, they have ruffles, <laughs> right? <There> was, <laughs> back when I when I first started having kids, we weren't going more for the gender neutral clothing like we do now. Nah. So there might be they might be more girl specific. But yes, you're right. If I could find like khaki shorts, nobody's gonna know. No, <laughs> no. So. There you go. And this yeah. could be this could be your challenge to become more minimalist with him. <laughs> You can right. do it for for a season of six months. <laughs> yeah, right. Plus, yeah. they only wear like the same few clothes I found anyway. I, I just keep putting oh, them I in know. the same few things. So they really don't need a whole lot, but you do have to wash it a lot. They you, Right, right. And so whenever a, a kid ages up, so like Destiny's my oldest girl and Asher's my oldest boy, I try to like not buy a ton of clothes when they get to that but then I have friends who are just like here you go and they do it when I'm not with my children (laughs) and so they're like here you go here's three 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 garbage bags of clothes and I'm like oh good heavens (laughs) now we have to sort (laughs) I know oh my gosh so it's it's never ending it's a never ending battle for me so I get destiny to the point where she has not a lot and then somebody gives her a lot and I'm like oh man (laughs) so yeah. One day I won't have this problem. They will all be out of my house and I won't have this problem. So And then you'll be sad they're out of your house and you don't I have that problem. I will be so sad. I'm going to be bored. I'm going to yes. be so bored. But right yeah. now you're not. Nope. <laughs> nope. 
All right. Well, I think that's our mommy, mommy moments and mommy topics. We got a so, lot. We yeah. got a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready to move into John? Yes. Okay. Yes, let's do that. Here so, we go. This week, Sarah's going to read. Yes. And I'll be reading John chapter 1, 35, verse 35 through 50. 50. Okay. Bear with me. Okay. John's disciples follow Jesus. That's the headline at the top. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who had heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. The next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one whom Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. Then he added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Okay, so I think it's very interesting that the first two disciples that are called were John's disciples. And then they mm -hmm. just bail on John and go straight to Jesus. <laughs> when I was <laughs> reading that, I was like, that's so, like, of course we're like, oh, it's Jesus. Of course you would want to follow Jesus. But... They're just like, see ya, John. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, I mean, he did just get baptized the day before. So it says the next day John was there again with his two disciples. Right. So if they saw him getting baptized and if they saw the the dove and all of it, I could see why you would be like, whoa, what just happened? Oh, there he is again. I'm going to follow him. But yeah. when I read that, I was just like, oh, sorry, John, you just got ditched by these two. <laughs> I don't know if John would feel guilty. That's I don't think he would. Speculation, I don't think he would. Knows. But if it was like, okay, so if you think of it like politically, which it's not, but if you right. would think of it politically, then if you had somebody who was with your party and then they see another leader within your political party and they're like, 
uh, see ya, and move over to the next guy, that'd be kind of a big deal. Yeah, it would. So that was my first thought. And then I also think it's really funny that Jesus turns around and is like, what do you want? What do you want? (laughs) Can't you just see, like, Jesus is walking along, these two guys are starting to follow him, and he's like, what do you want? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's funny. And then they're like, where are you staying? Come. reminds me of? What? uh, The Incredibles. Okay. At the, have you seen the movie? Yeah, but I don't, I I can't pick up, yes, I've seen it. Okay. Okay, so I think it's it it's at, it must be anyway when the little boy is on his little three wheeler, you know, uh, like a Hot Wheels type thing, and Mister Incredible is like, "What do you want?" <laughs> and the little boy says, "I don't know to see something amazing, I guess." <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Kind of reminds me, like, "What do you want?" Uh, where are you staying? <laughs> like, we want to be with you. <laughs> we want to see something amazing. So, hey, I can bring it back to Hamilton because in the the room where it happens, they sing, what do you want, Burr? What do you want, Burr? Oh, my God. (laughs) This thing, every day I listen to the whole soundtrack because it's all my kids want to listen to. So I pretty much have Hamilton memorized. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um. So there's my first thoughts on that little bit at the start. And I think it's really cool that um, Andrew goes and gets his brother. Like, I just think that's really powerful that he does go and get his brother. And then those two, I mean, it's Peter, like the Apostle Peter, who's so huge in the Gospels. And um, I just think it's cool that his brother brought him to Jesus and then is like, hey, we found the Messiah. Right, right. Which is a pretty bold statement in itself. Like, I feel like he was the Messiah, but this is so early before he's really, like, he's been baptized, but he hasn't really done anything else. And they're like, we found the Messiah. Like, I mean, either, like, the Holy Spirit was talking to them, which I believe happened, that was revealed Mm -hmm. that he's the Messiah. But if it was anyone other than Jesus... That your brother comes and gets you and is like, we found the Messiah. I'd be like, you're cuckoo. Right? Yeah. Well, which the one guy does Mm -hmm. say. I don't know if that's where you're going next. But the one that's like, Nazareth? Can anything anything good come from Nazareth? Yeah, that's Nathaniel. I wasn't going to Nathaniel quite Yet, but I yeah, go back. was going to say, I like how um, in the show The Chosen, they really bring that kind of speculation because Andrew is there saying, he's the Messiah, he's the Messiah, he's the Messiah. And then Simon keeps saying, yeah, right. You know, he really, he doesn't believe him at first. I mean, that's, they're obviously reading something into the text instead of taking the text literally, but um Anyway, yeah, they kind of, that's kind of what you're saying is it was a bold statement to suddenly be saying, hey, we have the Messiah. We know who the Messiah is, like that everybody would just believe from that moment on. Yeah, before he's really done anything. 
That's what I right. think is so bold about it. Because, I mean, next we have Jesus turns water into wine, which is the first miracle. Like, I just, he hasn't even done his big stuff. And they're like, he's the Messiah. Right. Right. All he, all that's happened is that he's been baptized. Which must have been an event. Come... I mean, it was an event, but yeah. Right. So, yeah, Jesus hasn't performed any miracles. Jesus hasn't done anything miraculous. But the dove, you know, there was the this the voice from heaven saying this is my son in whom i'm well pleased but well and you also have you also have john who is there and that they believe is a prophet and they're asking him like are you a prophet like they're asking him so they believe that he is a prophet and he's saying look or behold the lamb of god so john has declared him as messiah so i guess they totally and we know that they follow john so right. that is something to go off of. Absolutely, that if they're following John and then he says, this is the Lamb of God, this is the Messiah, then you'd go, okay, then we found him. Right, right. They would believe him because they would trust John. They would trust his discernment and his knowledge of everything, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you want to say about, did you have anything you wanted to say about Nathaniel? No, I, um, I don't know why, like his character, his, he's not really a character. I mean, he's a real historical figure. His, his person has intrigued me every time I've read this. I've just, I don't know. I've just been feeling connected to Nathaniel in some way. And I don't, I really don't have much other than that to say about it. Um, but I've just been thinking more about him, I guess. And maybe because. Uh, we hear so much about Peter, you know, we know about some of the others, but I'm like, oh, Nathaniel, we don't know much about him, but that Jesus says there is no deceit in him. And I just, I don't know, that is interesting to read, that Jesus yeah. says, here, here is an Israelite, a true Israelite, whom there is no deceit. And, and I have, there's nothing false. Oh yeah, I'm reading from the NIV. What do you have? The NIV. Oh, mm. mine's the, oh, no, mine's the Bible app. So maybe there's an updated, uh, the Holy Holy Bible in new international version. Okay. Yeah, you also had the, at 4 PM and I had the 10th hour. Yeah. But he so also, I think... Jesus also says to Nathaniel, you only believe because of what I told you about you, but you will see greater things than this. Yeah. What is what, this was the other thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, what is it that he's saying that he's going to see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man? Uh, so my little, when I click on my Bible app in my U version Bible app, I click on these little bubbles and the thought bubble for ascending and descending on man on, or on the Son of Man, is a reference to Genesis 28.12. I don't know why it says... Oh, 51. This is also verse 51. Sorry, I said one uh, through 50. There's 51 verses. So, yeah. Um, do you want me to look up Genesis 28.12? Hold on one second. Yep. Okay, so Genesis 28.12. And we're talking about Jacob. 
when he was laying his head down to sleep on the stone. Verse 12, it says, He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. So that's, he's referencing that dream of Jacob's. That's interesting. I, I have um, a commentary here, but it has a whole bunch of Greek in it, and it's very difficult <laughs> for me to figure out what it's talking about, but it also says that it mentioned, that it alluded to Jacob. I don't know what to do with that. But it must be important. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what was... Sorry, listeners, I didn't look that up. I'm Yeah, to think about what the connection is between um, that dream. Well, it's Jacob's ladder. Right. And isn't he fleeing? He was. Well. I don't want to take too much. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to take too much. Anyway, I don't it's okay, dear listener. Maybe, what, what, maybe you can look it up too. <laughs> right, you can look it up, or we, you know, we can look it up for later. There we go. But my one of my other favorite Bible Bible uh, podcasts probably has it on there, and that's the the Bible Project. I I really love listening to them. They've probably referenced it. Um, I feel like they would say that this is a this is a way. They're like, there's different areas of the Bible where they're kind of nodding to something from the past or, you know, things in the scripture. So this is obviously one of those things where Jesus is referencing something about Jacob and maybe just even um, showing that he has knowledge of the scriptures. I don't know. That's totally speculation. I know nothing as to why he's doing that. But yeah, that's interesting. I think I'll look that up. I think it's also interesting that, um, so John says the Lamb of God at the start, and then Jesus says, what do you want? Okay, so then, um, where are you staying? Come and you'll see, and then the brother, like, Andrew goes and gets his brother and says, we found the Messiah. So Jesus doesn't say in any of this, I'm the Messiah. No. Mm -mm. And then... Whenever it's called out down here with Nathaniel and he says, you are the son of God, you're the king of Israel. And he just says, you believe because I told you, I told you I saw under the fig tree or I saw you under the fig mm -hmm. tree. He doesn't say, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> you got exactly. me. He doesn't like, he doesn't not say that he is, but he doesn't come out and say that he is at this point. Right, and he does the same thing with Pilate when we get to his trial. Pilate says, are you the king of the Israelites? And Jesus says, you say that I am. Yeah. You know, like he, there, there, yeah, there's oftentimes where he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't say that about himself. I know that I said this before in the, um, when I was talking about the Jesus and women Bible study, and we'll, we can, we can definitely check in on this now that we're going through the book of John. But in the in that study, the the author Christy McLellan says that the first time Jesus actually says that he's the Messiah is when he's talking to the Samaritan woman at the well, and he actually announces to her that she's the first person that he announces that he is the Messiah. So we can 
we can make we can look that up and know that for sure when we when we get there um cat armstrong also talks about that story on the woman at the well um yeah and and jamie ivy's uh youtube tv show that she's doing and it was really interesting she had some really interesting um perspectives that we can talk about later or you can go listen we'll just give all our all our podcast advice on our podcast but i'll tell you what i'd like to listen to (laughs) yeah the jamie ivy has her youtube show and cat armstrong on there she was really interesting telling about the woman at the well or was it the samaritan woman she's at the well they're the same yes they're the same yes um and i also think it is of note before we go that jesus um, talks about the son of man. So that's one of his like names that mm-hmm. he gives to himself and talks about himself a lot. But you see here um, in, in verse 51, when he says, I tell you the truth, you'll see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Yeah. So they say multiple times, you're the lamb of God, you're the son of God. And he says, I'm the son of man. I mean, he doesn't come out, but like, I... he doesn't flat out say, no, I'm the son of man, but he inadvertently doesn't say on the son of god he says on the son of man son of man right so i just think it's interesting like to look at what he actually calls himself and what he takes on and yeah and why i mean that would be an interesting thing to look into also is why the difference does he ever call himself the son of god or is he all does he always say it's the son of man but he lets people call him the son of God. I think when we read more, we'll be able to answer that question. I think so, too. Yeah. To take note of it. Well, dear listener, that's a good segue. Yeah. So next time we will be going over John 2, Jesus changes water to wine. And do we want to do with the, with the temple, too? And just do um, all of chapter two? Let's do all of chapter two because I kind of feel otherwise yeah. we're going to be going at a turtle's pace through the book of John. Well, that's okay too. But I agree that chapter two is short and we can we can get it done. Yeah. We've spent how many podcasts now? Three on just the first chapter? No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm like, we probably should. Well, there's a lot going on that. in the first chapter. Then we can move on to more story. Yeah, there is a lot going on in the first chapter. I agree. All right. Well, we will continue on our Lent pursuits. And yes. um, I will continue my social media fast, except for on Sundays. And Sarah, now you know that on Sunday you can have a cookie. Right. I give you permission unless the Lord has not given you permission to. Right. He'll be like, no, you need to make up the days. <laughs> no, it has been good. I think it's been really good just to just to look at, you know, what are you taking in or what, you know, because your your diet, I don't know, your diet is important. Jesus cares about it your health. It is important. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been good for me to be doing the, not being on social media because, like, I don't know, it's just challenging throughout the day to be like, yeah, I'd just like to get on Facebook right now, but I can get on the Bible app, or I can read a devotional, or I can uh, 
go really try to play Lego Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just, like, lay on the couch and take a little break. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, we'll see you next time, listeners. Bye. Have a good, have a good two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.